All right, and we're live. This is the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. And before we get into it, we have we have Polk today. We got Polk, we got the guys at Polk, and we'll be talking to them about all kinds of stuff. But before we get into it, let me just talk quickly about our show sponsor, and it is a new amplifier here, and it's a <laughs> it's a brand new amplifier, and just about the only amplifier right now that's not owned by Sound United. Um, it's a new company called uh, DAD. DAD. Uh, and they have their new techno series. Um, oh, and this amplifier is rated at 1500 watts per channel Why times not? 26 yeah. at, uh, <laughs> at a mere, at a mere, um, 10% total harmonic distortion. Oh, so there it is. Amazing. Uh, the new DAD, the, the design might look familiar, but you know, it's a brand new design. You guys have never seen it before. <laughs> techno series. I like it. And there it is. Nice. The techno dad. Love it. Anyway, there's that. I'm Joe, Joe Intel. We have Chana, Techno Dad in the house, Ron, New Record Day. You know these guys. They're the regulars, daily hi-fi guys. But our guest today, got some special guests. We have Scott Orth from Polk Audio, lead lead engineer, lead uh, of the... My, my title is Director of Audio and Acoustic Systems. Director? Okay. There you go. And then we got, we got Bronson. Bronson Gannon, just about the strongest name I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Oh, thanks, kind man. of kind of fits the build too. And you are yeah. the global brand manager for I mean, you, you why don't you say it? it? Sounds better if you say it. Global brand manager for Polk Audio and Boston Acoustics. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Nice. We got the big boys in the house. And we're going to be there talking about all kinds of different stuff. I asked on Reddit, I you know, a few different places if they had questions for you guys prior and I do have a list of questions here. And so we'll get into that. Anyway, what's up? How's it going, guys? It's going well. What's going on out there? Oh, man. All sorts of stuff. What, what's going on? <laughs> Chana, why don't you kick it off? I, I mean, um, I, we, we just had a week-long bout with a uh, snowstorm. So, you know, there's a <laughs> lot of shoveling. Uh, there's a lot of tourists in town. And, um, you know, just trying to... Um, review some speakers and headphones in the, in the meantime and prepare for CES and NAM and all these things coming up, you know, uh, busy, busy time. Of course, you know, it's also the holidays. So, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I bought all the Christmas presents I need to buy last week. So I'm broke, but, <laughs> but I don't have to do anything else. Smart move. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, you're on top of the game. What happened to Ron? He just, he just took off. Where the F is Ron? Chana. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. that's what I ask. So, hey, Edsel, what's up, Edsel, man? How are you doing? How's it going? There's Ron. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, hello, so hello. it's all Ron good. New record day. Yeah, we were just saying, uh, where the f is Ron? You know. Yeah. No, I apologize. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess it matters if you have this open and YouTube at the same time. I thought I was getting laughed, but I was just hearing the delay on uh, through YouTube. So got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to call Techno Dad for troubleshooting, so he helped me help me That's get right. it figured out. So That's right. I just mute I mute the actual YouTube page, but I keep it up so we can see all the chats. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so where are we at? We just doing some introductions here? Yeah, we're just saying what's up. Sean is telling us about his snow like always. You know, we're not gonna let him get into the whiskey talk today. Oh you yeah. know. Okay. Not cool. yet. Not yet. Bronson's here, so that's cool. Ayo. <laughs> you guys don't know about Bronson. So what's up? You guys gonna be at CES? Yeah, we'll be there. We're going to be uh, in the Venetian suites. 
So if you guys are there, come by and say hey. Yeah, we might be there, Chana and I. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, we'll have. All right, to, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. You, you gonna, you guys? Uh, I remember last time we we saw you at Rocky Mountain. Was that right, Ron? Rocky Mountain yeah. Audio Fest. Yes, sir. And uh, we got to check out those uh, Hulks that we talked on our podcast for about a good forty-five minutes. Yeah, straight. Yep. Those those will be at CES. Are they? Yes, they Full will. Theater, yeah. The L eight hundreds. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. I know you guys. I know you want to talk about that. That's all Bronson wants to talk about. <laughs> I'm just chomping at the bit, man. Let's yeah, go. All, says, all he wants to talk about is Legend series. I see it in your eyes. It's my go life. Ahead. Go ahead. This is your opportunity. All get right. What do you want to know? You want to? Should we just take it from what? the top? Why don't we just roll out the red carpet for these guys? And I, I guess the first question I think we should ask is like, what is your role been with the legend series like what what have you kind of seen and what have you handled what have you done to make this thing come to life so my role has been drastically different than scott's that's for damn sure um i ended up doing all of the marketing for it so i created the marketing collateral how we came to market launching the entire speakers being at rocky mountain audio fest going to all the speaker demos as scott has with me as well too um so as soon as scott was done developing the actual speakers and they were ready to roll it was uh put on to me and the marketing team to get it out there and make sure it sold through all the way and i think since you guys heard it at rocky mountain audio fest quick story family uh, when Ron first sat down and listened to these speakers, we played a <laughs> played a little song, and uh, I believe it was Paijesu by John Ritter, or John Rudder, and yeah, as soon as the song came on, yeah, Rudder Requiem, Ron actually started crying. He had to put his hands in his face, and I thought he was laughing at first, but I, he looks up, and he has tears running down his cheeks. I was like, Ron, what is going on, man? Are you okay? He's like, I've just never heard anything like these speakers before. So clearly, if Ron will cry, I hope mm-hmm. that everybody else will cry too when they hear him. Are, are you in a good way? Yeah. Are you surprised yeah. by that, Chana? I, I, you know, if it, you know Ron, I'm, I'm not surprised, but but it it is surprising to hear that like some speakers <laughs> brought him to tears. You know, you know, I mean, that's how he gets his Patreon supporters. You know, the story is mostly true. Shirt, so I'm used to Ron crying, but over some speakers and how they sound—that that's pretty impressive. I heard that, and I was like, "Oh, really?" Oh, we're gonna be so, messing around today, and well, then we're gonna get the gonna... reaction we get for those things is a big grin from ear to ear. Oh yeah, until they yep. get it, once you see that big grin go on their face. Yeah. Uh, so, quick question from M Patogo. He wants to know again, what is the song that you're playing? That was a, actually we've been looking for that song too. What is it? Which one? The one that, I mean, that the, the one that P. made Ron cry. Song. The crying song. The, the, oh, the, that's uh, Pajesu. That was uh, Rudder Requiem. We can let me see if I can find the actual file and I'll give it to you guys. And you might be able to post it up somewhere so people can download it. Yeah, it's yeah. reference recordings. Uh, just look up John Rudder Requiem and you'll find it. Cool. Right. So we're gonna geek out today too. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna get all into that. One hundred percent. That's the reason we're not going to bring Scott in here just to mess around. No, he's an important guy, and uh, we're going to yeah, make sure we get this. Scott, like what his role has been, like what what his deal is with the, all of this. Well, my my job is to to make the things perform. Okay. So um, I'm the engineer, uh, along with a couple other guys that that went in and you know 
we work on the transducers and the, the cabinets and the crossovers and everything that goes into it from uh, the initial uh, conception all the way through into production. Okay. Okay. So anything you want to know about the engineering for it, I can, I can, I can let you know. Oh, I got all kinds of questions. We, yeah, I got we all do. kinds. Yep. yep. We, we do. It's probably not going to be enough. Questions. We're only going to do this for about an hour and then we're all, that's about it. That's all we got. So Pumpkins, all of us. Let's, let's get to it. How about this? Let's, <laughs> let's talk about, so SD, so Polk, uh, SDA, it's been around for a while, right? Let's, let's talk about what SDA is. Yeah, absolutely. Scott, do you want to, I'll start it up and then, uh, Scott, you can take it from there and get super technical with it. Sure. So SDA's uh, Polk patented technology, and it came around in the early 80s, um, and we put it in our loudspeakers for years and years and years. And the last speaker that it was in was in 1997, was the SRTs. Um, and we decided to stop putting them in the component speakers because it just wasn't affordable for our end consumer anymore. So we spent the last 25 odd years tinkering with SDA, making it better and getting it to the point in time where we thought we could bring it back out to the world and at the same time have it be affordable for the consumers. Um, now SDA stands for Stereo Dimensional Array and I'll let Scott break it down on exactly what SDA is because he's way smarter than I am when it comes to this stuff. So yeah, um... Stereo dimensional array is a form of interaural crosstalk cancellation. And um, interaural crosstalk is that phenomenon of if we're listening to a speaker, let's say the left speaker that plays uh, to our left ear, but it also kind of wraps around our face and, and makes its way to the right ear. Now that uh, we consider a form of distortion in stereo playback that we've just learned to live with. So what we do is we take uh, another set of speakers, or uh, we call it the dimensional array, from the opposite side and send that to the, uh, the opposite side ear with, a, with a, um, a reverse phase signal to cancel the signal that's getting to that side that we don't want the crosstalk in. So what you end up getting is this uh, big, broad, uh, stage that you wouldn't have otherwise, because what happens is, we, as humans, we use this interaural uh, difference in both time and intensity to locate things in space, right? So if we hear a dog barking off to the left, we know it's off to the left because it's louder in our left ear than our right ear, and it takes longer to get to our right ear than it takes to get to our left ear, and our brain says, hey, it's over on the left. Well, with the crosstalk cancellation, we've taken that away. And so now your brain doesn't know where the speaker is anymore. Mm. So once you take away that, the stage just opens up and, and you're not drawn directly to the speakers. They just kind of disappear. Yeah. I, Ron and I, we've experienced it and it's no yeah. joke. That is no joke. Yeah. What I said yeah. is that you guys came up with a real solution to a, a real problem, Right. And this is over there at Rocky Mountain, and we we're listening to all different types of speakers, high end, you know, super expensive stuff. And I felt like they were coming up with solutions to maybe like little, little issues. But I felt like SDA was a solution to a big problem, right? That crosstalk is a big problem, you know? And when you hear it, um, this sounds like a sales pitch, but when you hear it, it you can tell well, it's different. I mean, yeah, it's different. I would really like to have another go at that demo because, um, it, like I said, it was late night and it was rough, man. It was rough. But Come I on through. 
I can't wait to check them out at CES. Hey, um, can I bring my own music, by the way? That's a absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'll allow it. <laughs> to answer the song that uh our boy was just reached out and asked, it's called Humans by Sev Deliza. This is the one with all the bass the bass. D A L I Z A. That song melted my brain. It is amazing on these speakers. So yeah, come to CES, come check us out. We'll play some music for you, Shauna, and you can even listen to your own stuff. Yeah, so so SDA is it's it's yeah, like you said, it's not just a little bit different. It's it's a it's a new experience for a lot of people. And um and like I said earlier, you can tell when somebody gets it because they get this big grin on their face. They can't believe what's going on. And uh, usually it, the first thing they think is, I wonder what my stuff sounds like. On Absolutely. Speakers. Right. And if that happens, then, you know, they got it. You know, they're going to have fun. And it, that's what, you know, that's what we do. We have fun. We play with these big toys that make sounds. And that's what it's all about as far as we're concerned. Oh, yeah. I mean, I played, what was it, Bubbles from Yoshi Horikawa yeah. over there. Oh. And I think, Bronson, I think you That's shed a few one. tears. Dude, I, <laughs> my mind was blown after that one. I was, I couldn't believe it. Like, I've sat down and I've listened to those speakers, like, about 100 times prior to that. And listening to that track on there, it was just, it was out of this world. It was something that I haven't ever heard beforehand. And it's, and did, to me, that was we, like, go ahead. Did we hear that up in Harrisburg? Was that? One of the tracks we were goofing around with. Um, yeah, it was yeah, one of the tracks yeah. we were goofing you know, around you, with. You you jocked that from my playlist. You got I it. did, man. As you soon did. as I heard it with you, I was like, I got making use notes. This. So, yeah, yeah, they're crazy. I mean, the the way that I described it on the podcast was it's as, as similar to binaural audio. So if you've ever heard binaural a binaural yeah. recording, you have to use headphones, right? You can't have any of that crosstalk. It's a similar to that sound, uh, but with speakers. Right. So yeah. in a room, that's the kind of experience that I got. So it's not it's not like it is magic in a sense, but it makes sense as to why it works. Right. Right. Yeah. Another thing that I appreciated is it didn't sound um, so extreme that it was like artificial, like fake, almost as if there's some kind of DSP or something in the mix that's making it do something that it shouldn't be doing. And that was the first thing that I, I locked on to is as a, as my before I started crying. And, um, my, my mind was melting. I, yeah. I focused, I focused on the positioning left to right. And because that was the most obvious thing. And there were, I think you guys did a, like a YouTube track at like a Chesky recording YouTube track and, um, all these singers and just the localization of each singer. It was like pinpoint, pinpoint accuracy. I could literally like draw lines around each person. And I was like, they're in the freaking room with me. I mean, that's really unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's very natural sounding. I mean, yeah. when you when you think about how it's created, you'd say, okay, well, there's a there's this other signal coming at me, and it's going to make it sound weird and phasey and all this. And that's just not the case. It's uh, the fact that we and the fact that we do it in the acoustic world instead of the electronic world. Uh, it seems to help that effect uh, that from having that effect on on the sound it also makes it a little more robust so you get a little bit bigger sweet spot that way i wanted to ask you scott um if i can i've been thinking about this since the show um you guys had all those chairs lined up in a row That's and right. it got me thinking i was like oh those those darn devils they got us like what about off <laughs> access like i mean does does 
do is there a sacrifice in this design? I, I, I I'm a firm believer that there's always a sacrifice somewhere. So so we put them in 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 a line like that. So everybody who actually comes and takes the time to sit down and listen gets the full effect. Right? I see. And and even with traditional stereo, if you're not in the middle, yeah, you're not going to get the stage. Right. That's it's true. It's going to be it's going to be skewed. That's true. And so and so we find um, that with the SDA stuff. You do get a fairly wide sweet spot spot. As you move off axis, you do lose mm. uh, the, the near side. The far side tends to linger, uh, stay nice and wide. And then it's only until you get way off axis that it sounds a little bit different. But as long as well, you're in between the speakers, it's it's you're locked it's in. Fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, cool, man. Probably not a whole lot worse than what happens when you go off axis on normal speakers, right? On normal shits, that's exactly right. See, I was worried that it would have a weak center stage, center image, yeah. right? Because it was doing all this fancy stuff on the first yeah. demo. And I was worried like, oh, this is going to sound like real thin. But no, it's not what happened. Well, that, like that's funny because the, the center stage is, uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't, isn't affected by the, the SDA technology. Wow. Okay. Remember that the SDA technology is based off the difference between the two systems, between the left and the right. When you've got something in the middle, there's no difference. Okay. Can that we, was going to be one of my questions is if, if you guys feel like there might be a sacrifice to the center image, I'd be lying. No, as a matter I, of fact, it's, it's better because the speakers are actually a little bit closer together than a, to traditional pair of loudspeakers. So the focus of that center image is actually even better yeah. than a traditional set. Also, another thing that I think that we should mention just for people that are new to this and they don't have a clue what it is that we're talking about and they're kind of interested and they're poking around the, this technology doesn't require um, any kind of special music. I mean, this technology works with anything. So you're not having to That's buy right. a specific CD or Correct. super audio CD. That doesn't, anything Anything flies, right? Ooh, I, I wonder how that and, 5.1 Dark Side of the Moon would sound on a oh, full-on it, setup of this stuff. I think that would Lots of tears, good. China. Lots of tears. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott, let me know if you want to show something on the screen too. Yeah, I'm calling up something that you kind just of let me know. You. You want me to show something? Um, what the crosstalk kind of looks like. Should I pull okay. it up right now? Uh, okay, let me right. know. You let me know. Yeah. Um, I think something that uh, these speakers are definitely going to help out are people with big, great rooms. You know, yeah. um, all the houses up here have a huge open living space, you know, and um, I like I know I'm sometimes sitting at my dining table listening to music while I'm editing or just on the computer or doing emails or whatever. And then I'm over on the other other couch, the far couch, and then I'm on the main couch. So, like, you know, having anything that kind of widens the sweet spot um, really helps out in the in just the enjoyment of, you know, music, you know, day to day. They'll send them yeah, right can, over right now, Chana. Don't worry. You can, <laughs> you can show this uh, this slide here. OK, gives you a good idea of what's, you know what i was just talking about okay boom oh this is good because i was i was trying to chart this out myself to try to understand what the heck was going on i can show the full screen instead of just that that is good i think i had it back you want to know how crazy it was i'll tell you what the experience was all right and how nerdy i am too (laughs) when we got back when i got back all right so here check this out i got back i had to test out my own version of a SDA, like my old, my own hacked up version, <laughs> just using like an old, like, you know, like a Hafler circuit, kind of like, you know, the plus and the plus sure. to try to see what would happen. Right. So I had I some know. speakers on the side of it and you know what? I'll tell you right now, it did do something, right? Not, it, it didn't do what you guys 
you know, what we're able to do. Um, I, you know, yeah. no crossover, nothing like that. Right. Sure. Um, yeah, you, no, you can make your own, you can make your own SDA speakers. You get two sets of speakers. You just wire them up properly. And yeah. but it's not going to, it's not going to have all the refinements that, well, I know you guys have some new patents for all the new stuff that you're doing. So I, I sure. don't know. We'll get in, we'll get into that, but I just want to yeah. let you know that I got home, tried it out other speakers and then i called up ron and he's like i did the same thing i did the same what? thing yeah. <laughs> what what is that all about who does that yeah oh um there you go there we there's go there's your there's your screen all right yeah so you can see there the different paths of signal got it, got it. okay so the inner inner speaker hits so the, the inner speaker left. Is left and right okay that like makes sense and it's funny because in your drawing here they're both um they're not angled, which is kind of like the old SDA stuff. The That's new right. one, the new one is uh, angled towards you, right? Yeah, the, the baffles are angled uh, to to simulate toe in. So what we okay. we used to have problems uh, back in the day with the the older SDA designs, where we would tell people, okay, you need to set them, you know, parallel or perpendicular to your listening axis to get the proper delay between the dimensional array and the stereo array. And we would get people calling up and saying, you know, SDA doesn't work and whatever. And we're like, well, how do you have your speakers set up? And they got them towed in. And we're like, well, don't tow them in. Leave them, you know, normal to the, to the listening position. Like straight on, yeah. And yeah, and they would say, I've been listening to speakers for 30 years and you tow them in. Mm. And so, uh, yeah. yeah, so that's hard to overcome mm. people's natural propensity Help. to do things like that. So what we did is we just said, okay, Let's just put the angle on the thing to begin with, and that'll take care of that problem. All right, and it also helps us with the with the other one of the other things, which is that head shadow filter, which we can get into later if you want. Yeah, so a little bit of an explanation. So the inner one hits the left ear. The the speaker to the left of that does what yeah. exactly? It looks like it's canceling the the sound going to the right ear. So yeah, the the orangish. Uh, paths are the normal left and right going to the left and right ears that we want yeah. and the dotted lines are indicating the crosstalk that we don't oh. and then the green lines from the outer arrays are the ones that are meeting the crosstalk and canceling them at those ears hmm. okay i think i had mine the wrong way in my so test because i thought the outer one would cancel the right ear it yeah it cancels the left signal that's going to the right ear Okay. So, so inside the speaker itself, are these um, those two um, in phase, out of phase, or are they just? So the, the the dimensional arrays are the signals are derived from the difference between left and right. So, like for the left channel, it would be the difference. So it would be L minus R, and on the right side, it would be R minus L. Yeah. To, to wow, get the okay. difference yeah. signal, and then that, it's not. 100% as simple as that, but that's where it Got starts. It. Basic okay, cool. idea, yeah. And then right. uh, why don't you talk about that that uh, head shadow function? Sure. Um, let me see. I got another slide for that, too. Um, okay. See if I can find it for you. Would an acoustically over, uh, an overly acoustically damp room detract from the soundstage and imaging? Seems like refractory surfaces could potentially enhance the experience. That's true. Oh, like he's basically saying... Don't put a bunch of foam in your room. Absorption in there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. I thought it, that's when I initially looked at it. I thought that there was something going on with 
bouncing something off the side walls or something like that. But uh, after seeing this, it's it's not about that, right? No, no Atmos bouncy stuff here. No, <laughs> correct. So, um, hold on, I got to share this with you. Um, so, uh, which should we do first, the shadow filter or answer the question? Let's let's answer the question. Um, uh, actually, absorption on the side walls would be uh, usually a good thing. Um, just like with regular stereo, that those bounces off the sidewalls are going to confuse your your lateral imaging. So if you absorb that, it's it's only going to help things. Yeah, you know, you know, when we were talking earlier, I mentioned that you know, like I was kind of wondering how how did they come up with this? You know, it's, it's such a simple, not simple, but um, relatively simple solution to uh, this problem, right? Like do, wiring it. Plus and minus or plus to plus, that's that's always been available to us. You know, that's available to anybody. Anybody can can wire up their speakers that way. They're they're, they're the that's only right. ones that did it. That's but you, but you guys did yeah. it, Bronson. You were telling yeah. me something about some scuba diving or something like that. Yeah. So the idea for SDA actually came to the Godfather himself, Matthew Polk, when he was uh, on a scuba diving trip. And if you guys have ever gone scuba diving or gone, gone down deep enough into the water and it, it's really loud down there, you hear all the clicks, you, you hear fish pooping and all that other kind of stuff. And you're trying to find out where all these sounds are actually coming from because there's no source anywhere. And when Matthew Polk came back up to the surface after he experienced that, he's like, wow, you can't tell where the sound is coming from at all. Mm. I want to do this in speakers. Mm. So after just a simple scuba diving trip, he goes down and comes back and has this crazy idea for SDA and the way that Polk is able to make the speakers disappear. Um, and that's kind of how it all started. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> that's interesting. You'd never that's think happy. that, huh? No. So, okay. We, we talked about crosstalk. I'm just, I have a list of stuff that I have to answer because I promised these guys. Sure. That, you know, that I would answer some of these, that you'd answer some of these questions. For them, um, what else you guys got? What about speaker positioning with these? Is it is it the same approach that you would take with any other loudspeaker? I noticed that they, at least at Rocky Mountain Audio Fest, the first thing that kind of freaked me out is they seem like they're a little bit closer together than what I would have expected. Yeah, and right. I I remember even like Nudge and Join being like, "What are these clowns doing?" <laughs> choo choo train. <laughs> these guys got us lined up. Look at this. Yeah, little, little did I know. Um, well, so so is there. Is it the same approach? Is it different? Mostly, it's 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 very similar to a typical stereo setup, um, other than the toe-in that we already talked about. And then uh, you typically want them a little bit closer together than you okay. would on uh, with a normal stereo pair. But that depends a little bit on your ear spacing of your head, right? Okay. So what we're trying to do is is dial in that delay difference. You want the the difference between the arrivals of the dimensional arrays and the uh, the array uh, stereo arrays on the opposite side to be the same, and moving them in and out uh, allows you to kind of dial that in. Got it. That makes sense. Well, Chana has the biggest head of all of us, so we, we would need to do like a custom thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> your your uh, your formula to to figure out that shadow head shadow function is going to be skewed if we arrived. If you, the if whiskey you, has arrived. Oh, the Ooh, whiskey. Yeah. Oh, I heard a knock at the door and I'm like, is that a knock at the door? I'm like, cause I know I need to sign for this. So, 
So did you Merry get a Christmas chance to me? Did, Merry Christmas to you. Did you get a chance <laughs> to talk about the head? Uh, I I say head related transfer function, and I know that's maybe it is, related. Yeah? It is head related transfer function okay. related. Okay. Yeah. But you guys so, call it the shadow uh, head shadow function. The head shadow filter. Yeah. Filter. So this is one of the the new things we worked on. Um, I'm going to take you back to the original SDA speakers where they had two uh, arrays and. They were both full arrays, like tweeters, drivers. And what they found was that the high end tended to be fairly uh, phasey sounding. And this is because as those wavelengths get short and compared to the distance between your ears and stuff, that that the, the cancellation thing becomes very difficult to do because any tiny movement of your head is going to be multiple wavelengths long. So you get this strange uh, sound. So uh, after a while, they just dropped the tweeter and said, well, the mid-range will carry most of the information we need. Let's not even bother with the tweeter because it just makes it sound weird. So for many years, uh, they went without the tweeter. And then when we started uh, looking at this again, uh, I was listening to the to the older things. I said, well, maybe they would benefit by having a tweeter again, but we don't want to run into this same problem again. But why does it sound that way? Well, maybe it's because um, we're just getting too much of that information. So what happens in in space if if the speakers if I'm listening to the left speaker, the the frequency response or the spectrum of sound that reaches my left ear versus what has to wrap around my head to get to my right ear is different. And um, it's it can be simulated by fair a fairly simple filter. Um, and basically rolls off on the top end, but it doesn't completely die away. There's still some energy going on up there. So what we did is we, we mimicked this difference in sound. We measured head-related transfer function between the, the sound coming here and the sound that goes around here, and then tried to mimic that as best we could with filtering. And I threw that slide up there. You can get some kind yeah. of idea of what that, what that looks like. Um, yeah, you can see the, the uh, the squiggly line in black there is is uh, our friend Kimar's transfer function between those two points in space, and then the the, the brown line is a simple uh, simulation of that. And you can see as you get above about eight kilohertz or so, it just starts to get weird, and everybody's ears are going to be different up there anyway. So you really don't want to be messing around up there because you'll never get it right. So wow. um, you can see to the to the right in that slide is one of the earlier implementations of the design. You can see that the on axis is flat. That's the main array. And then the dimensional array has got that that shape to it, that, that head related transfer function or head shadow filter shape to it. So what that does is it better matches that stuff that we want to cancel, which is important to make it work. And it also helps to make the power response in the room sound more natural because now you've got the tweeter that's adding in the, the high end stuff. Whereas before it might've sounded a little bit more mid rangey. That's so cool. You, you, that you guys thought of that, right? <laughs> you thought of, a, that's what I get paid for. Yeah. <laughs> no SDA, right? So this is a funny thing that I, I've noticed SDA was in, some of your old sound bars. 
it's been in sound bars yep. uh, almost since the beginning. We never stopped using SDA. It's correct. It's been in, in, in lots of sound bars from, I forget when we first put them in there, 2004 or something like that. We've been using it. A surround and, bar. Yeah, surround bars. Surround and, uh, and we never stopped using it in those products. It was just in the, in the home component world that we stopped using it. So if my only chance... Because I can't fit the L800s. They just, I live in an apartment. It's not going to work. So my only yep. chance is to try out exactly. one of those uh, exactly. sound bars. What's the most recent sound bar you guys have that has SDA? I'm, I'm going to try them out. I might review Magnify them. Max and the Magnify Mini are the two most recent sound bars that have SDA. I, I want to try that uh, Mini just because it's so hilarious. That thing is so small. If it's able to provide that a wide soundstage, I'm going to be amazed. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be amazed. <laughs> 13 and a half inches wide and it provides the sound stage it's as big as your wall yeah count me in okay it's legit i have it and it's one of the better sound bars that i have okay we'll have wow. to see about that which leads to what i have a lot of people asking about they see these l800s right so let me put this up so and we're talking about l800s right now but legend series right. is a whole line but yeah. let's talk about this the real quick sounded really nice i remember yeah so those a lot of people want this, and I want the same thing. I could fit the top half of this, right? <laughs> if you just cut off those two, you know, I, I got some subs. I don't need, you know, if I just, you just cut off the top there, and uh, I can get that SDA. What's up? Can we make this happen or what? Let me get that right over to you. All right. Thank you. I'll talk I'll to you guys later. take a chainsaw to it. No <laughs> issues, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a thing that a lot of people are asking for. Um, they're hoping to see... Uh, bookshelves. Just the top section. The top. Yeah. Oh, that would be perfect. I just put them everywhere. It's not a bad idea. I'm not going to lie. I'd put them not everywhere. Not a bad idea. I mean, would those work as like LCRs in a home theater yeah, kind of right? situation? I, actually, that's a good question. Would that, um, how would something like well, that work on a center? A center? Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't work on a center. You need a separate center. You need like, just but one of the, one of the coolest implementations is for, uh, uh, LA hundreds, two in front and two in back. Yeah. It sounds so good. Really? It just wrap. I mean, it completely wraps around you. Just run it as a phantom center, then four point. Yeah, sure. Or yeah. you can add a center if you want. Or you but could throw you really something to. like that, right? You want you, Bronson? I know you want to get into this. How about all the other stuff that you have? Oh, we got all the other cool bells and whistles on this bad um, boy. So, as Scott was talking about, it's not just SDA that went into these speakers. We have. Brand new tweeters. We have new cone. We enhanced our power port technology. Um, so we really kind of redesigned these bad boys from the bottom up. And these are the best speakers that Polk has ever made. As some of you have already heard these speakers, you can attest to it. Um, my buddy or my boy out in New York bought that set right off the floor. I mean, these are the best speakers that we've ever made. And with the new cone, and the tweeter and everything else, we timbre match the entire line. So you're not just going to have the really nice stuff in the L800s. You're going to have it throughout the entire Legend Series line, which to me is awesome because, like you said, I can't put these L800s in my home, nor can I afford them my salary. So <laughs> I'm going to get myself a pair of those bookshelves. Chana, you were making fun of the bouncy, but they, they have a drop-in right there for, for Atmos. Yeah, no, no, no. I saw that. I saw it. Yeah. I, uh, it's just what I prefer, man. I, I have big vaulted ceilings, beams all across my ceilings, so there's no way Atmos bounce will work. So Yeah. I well, it's okay. You can make LA fun of it if you want. Up there on my ceiling. I could just mount them there. You right? can, still, you can say what you want. Bronson, Bronson's very far right now. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, uh, at a trade show might be a different story. Scott, were you part of the uh, the research and development of the drivers themselves? Because I had a question about those. Yeah, sure. Shoot. So if I remember correctly, it's um, it's polypropylene, but the process is a is is a little bit different. If I remember, it was something about a polypropylene gas or foam or something along those lines. If I yeah, have that right, it. it's and a, it's, it's just more. Foam. It's like stiff. It's it, it was very rigid and very stiff, but it was very lightweight, which was really cool. Yeah, uh, here I'll share another uh, slide with you that you can see what it kind of looks like. I wanted to ask about the divots. That's what I wanted to ask is aside from the material, what's the deal with the divots? Why do I mean, it looks cool. So there's that, but what, that's what the only the, reason. Cool factor. It. Okay. No, just kidding. It actually increases the rigidity of the cone itself. Ah. Um, as Scott's pulling up another slide for showing you guys how he ended up making these bad boys. Oh, dang it. I forgot mine at my desk. Um, we have those ridges in there and they end up increasing rigidity. And behind the ridges, underneath that polypropylene, we have another, oh, look at that. We have aerated polypropylene within there as well, too, which is why you're able to keep the cone weight so light and also increase damping within the cone itself, too. So you don't have to worry about any uh, unwanted resonances and stuff like that. But, Scott, go. This is you, baby. So those ridges, um, like Bronson was talking about, are, are there to suppress modes. Okay. So there's there's uh, basically two types of modes that develop in a cone, um, radial and axial. So radial are the ones that spread out from the center and go to the edges. And then the axials are the ones that are more like a drumhead type resonance where different parts of the cone are vibrating in, in different ways. And so those ridges um, bust up the radial modes by adding stiffness at different points. And then if you look at the, the, the thing is there's, um, there's seven of them, right, and, which is an odd number. And uh, the axial modes develop in, in multiples of two. So the odd number helps to suppress those modes as well because it just doesn't let them happen. And, again, I got another cool uh, slide to show you if I can find it that shows uh, that kind of thing in action. When you're ready, I got I got you. There it is. Um, there it is. Oh wow! Ah, Check this out. Look at that. So what you can see in this slide is uh, on the left is mm. uh, what we call a, um, a radial mode, and you can see blue is uh, negative going and red is positive going, and then green is kind of neutral, right? So what you have here is part of the cone's going up and part of it's going down. Mm. And that's bad, right? We want it all to move together. Yeah. Right. So we right. added in the, the the turbine features, and you can see on the right there that it's all mostly now going in the same direction. You'll never Pretty completely incredible. get rid of modes, but you can damp them to the point where they're not a problem, or you can push them up in frequencies where you can let the crossover take care of them. Hey, Scott, could you have figured this out without computers like back in the day? When you're initially doing, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, it's it, but it's more trial and error. The computers help us to get to the answer quicker, huh? Because we can we can change the shapes and you know, imagine trying to tool a cone every time you want to try something new. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, got it for the simulation help out a lot, huh? 
So we can, you know, we can get to the answer faster with the computer, uh, with the finite element analysis, which is used here. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Is the, uh, the woofers down below, are those, um, the same material? Is it also that? So those that... guys, uh, those are made of polypropylene. Okay. Uh, they're not the aerated polypropylene. Okay. Okay. Um, What's the frequency response? How low? How low do these guys do? How how low can we expect in room with these guys? Uh, the L eight hundreds. Trying to remember off the top of my head. It's the it's the lower mid twenties. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think it was like twenty six, twenty five, something like that. Okay. Something near there. Yeah, I mean. So it's a solid. Depends solid, on full your range speaker. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's full range. Yeah. What's up with that? Uh, with that. That ring radiator tweeter? Is that what that is? Ring radiator tweeter, yeah. Or am I making that up? No, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, we liked having you at Baltimore Youth Man. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, Youth Man's in the house. Yeah. Hey, oh. <laughs> so what's um, up? Yeah, the ring radiator tweeter. The, ring you know, the sharp little sharp tweeter. Is that so like, you know, my kids, if they try to poke out the tweeter, they're going to get poked and they're never going to try it ever <laughs> so, again? Is that how you know, that's poked? funny. We yeah, it's a different tat. <laughs> yeah, we had to work on that. We were a little worried about that, and it was originally aluminum, mm. and we were worried that some people might uh, damage themselves. So we changed it to something a little softer. To you know, to it is sharp. That. that thing is no joke sharp. Yeah, but you really got to ram yourself into it to hurt yourself on it. So <laughs> um, don't do it though. As far as performance goes, um, we did quite a, a few things. Uh, we've been working with ring radiators since the early 2000s with our LSI line. Um, and we made a, an evolution of that for the LSIMs, which are, are, are uh, being phased out now. And then for this guy, we changed uh, several things to, to improve it even further. We changed the diaphragm material a little bit better uh, into something that we like a little bit more. We changed the, the, the nose cone there, or whatever you want to call it, the phase plug or needle or whatever and that uh that also helps to the dispersion which is is important in a tweeter and then we also changed the uh the cavity that's inside it that thing has its own basic enclosure built into the motor structure we found that there was a bit of a resonance being developed inside that cavity and so we worked on getting rid of that so in the end we ended up with with an amazing tweeter that just you know it's very flat it goes out very far in frequency and it just sounds great. Awesome. What else you got, Ron? I know you were taking notes earlier. You're like, oh, I got all these questions. We've actually almost knocked them all out, to be honest with you. Let me just take a look and see if there is anything else here that I have. Damn, we are good. Yeah, so we're yeah. we're about four, almost 45 minutes in. So um, we've got about 15 minutes or so to go. You know. So there's a few I, questions that I've seen there. We have, is there going to be a new sub with this set? Unfortunately, there's not. There's not. Oh, that leads me to my my thing. That so somebody asked and on Reddit, right? So I'm gonna have to do this. We've been throwing you all kinds of softballs today, making oh, it real easy it for you to talk about here your your legend. So we're gonna have to blast you now, Bronson. You ready? Oh my <laughs> god! All right, let's go. <laughs> That's how this goes. This is the internet. Let's go. Okay. So one of the questions is. Are you guys ever going to come out with a sub that goes down to, you know, below 25 hertz? You know, because this is this is a very popular sub here. How many 
4,952 ratings. Right? Which one is that one? That's PSW10. Yeah, $99. Subwoofer on Amazon right now. Yeah, it is. It's great. So they're saying like, but this doesn't go down to like, you know, it's not hitting 17 hertz, I, I don't believe. So what, what's up with that? You guys going to make that happen or what? <laughs> yeah, maybe in the future we can make a little something like that happen. Yeah. Uh, as of, yeah, yeah, maybe in the near future. Well, flex, we're looking you, into it. You got to flex, right? So that leads to the other thing that I keep getting asked all the time is they're saying, you know, Polk makes sound bars. They make, you guys make everything. And, um, you know, you have lower end stuff, not just inexpensive, I'd rather say. Inexpensive, affordable uh, products that are that are available at Best Buy, right? Now, at my Best Buy, they have some, you know, $30,000 speakers too. So you, I don't think there's anything wrong with being at Best Buy, first of all. But they're saying, you know, how do you get away with the stigma that, oh, Polk is just, you know, you know, more budget, budget-oriented uh, speakers, See, well, that's part of our mission statement, actually, is that we want to make sure that we're able to make speakers that are affordable for our clientele, for consumers like you guys. You know, we want to make sure that you guys can afford a set of bookshelf speakers, whether it's $200 a pair or $1,800 a pair. You know, we want something that's not going to break the bank. Um, and one of the main reasons why we didn't put this line in Best Buy is because we didn't want to dilute it. Mm. What we really wanted to do is hold it strong. This is for our core consumer. This is for all of you guys out there. Not that even in Magnolia? Not even in Magnolia? Not even Magnolia. Uh, nope. Okay. So this is only going to be available at specialty retailers where people are actually going to be able to really dig deep and talk about the technology. And you can sit down and get a proper experience with this because even just us talking about it right now isn't going to do justice yeah. to this line. You have to go and listen to it. And Scott and I are going to be at another listening event in next weekend, actually. Next Saturday, the 13th, out at Worldwide Stereo oh. in Pennsylvania. So if oh. anybody's out in that area, come by and see us. Uh, at 11 o'clock and one o'clock, I believe on Saturday the 13th. Right. But like I was saying, we don't want to dilute this at all. So yes, we do make everything from sound bars to all in ones to component speakers, you know, all that other kind of stuff. But this is, this is our bread and butter. We want to bring it right back to the consumer who they have thought that we've alienated them in the past, you know? Um, so this is us going back and being, Hey, this is it. All cards on the table. We're getting back into the deal that we should have never left from, nor have we actually left. Like, this is us planting another flag in the ground, being like, hey, we're here to stay. And you're going to see a few more higher-end speakers coming out from Polk in the future as well. Yeah. So uh, are you going to just stay, Exciting. you know, because I know you guys have to stick with the name Polk. I mean, that's the, the founder's name, right? How yep. about, you know, right now you have the Legend Series. Is that yep. how you're going to choose to distinguish between the different price ranges is just so we're series? going to create it's a great question we're going to actually going to create a subcategory within that and we're going to have our top of the end lines within that subcategory mm. i can't talk about it yet because we haven't released it but it will oh, be coming out there in the near go. future so oh, go. we're going to be having another line coming out or something yeah something similar to that see so once we get another line underneath there then we're going to roll out that plan cool. uh so we will be able to distinguish what is our top of the line flagships to our everyday sellers, you know? Yeah, Exclusive. I, mean, uh, I, I, I appreciate the low end stuff. You know, I was 16. I needed some rear speakers and a center and I ended up buying Polk. You know, I was at good guys every day 
good guys, not Best Buy, good guys, blasted, <laughs> yep. blasting speakers as I test them. And um, the Polks were the winners, you know, I was like, great price point. And um, yeah, that's how I had my first 5.1 in my bedroom when I was 16. Yeah. That's I awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. I think that's, that's all the questions that I have here. Cross them all off the list. Boom, boom, boom. And we have, we're, we're you know, we got about 12 more minutes. So it's all open, open anybody. What else we have in the comments here? You know, Any thinking questions? about something that you just said there, Joey, mm. um, about, you know, just the, the price factor. And um, I don't mind sharing what actually happened because that's it's what actually happened when I heard those speakers. Um, we, we got into the demo and about halfway through, I went to go and use the restroom and I came back. And as I was coming back, I was thinking to myself, I wonder what these things cost because I just heard a, I just heard speakers do something that quite frankly, I've never heard a pair of loudspeakers do before. This was a, a new experience, right? So I'm like, here I am kind of the, I don't know what you, the high end guy of daily hi-fi. And I've, I've experienced some pretty high end stuff. And I was thinking to myself, these guys can charge whatever the heck they want. I mean, that's, that's the truth of it. And so I started thinking numbers in my head and I started thinking like, 20, 30, 40, 50, like those, that was kind of my Ooh. line of thought. I was, and I'm not lying. I'm not, Bronson didn't slip me a $20 bill. Shauna would have bought those. Um, I did not. <laughs> 60. But I, I, yeah. But I was really thinking that. And as I sat down, um, I think Bronson was talking to somebody um, behind me that was asking the very question, how much are these? And he said six, but I heard 60 because I was thinking that. And, that number made sense with what I was actually hearing and being so familiar with hi-fi and high-end. I'm so desensitized by numbers. I was actually kind of settling in of, okay, so I got to sell both our cars. Uh-huh. Um, you know, <laughs> Third mortgage on the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's start running the numbers. But I think once, once I was corrected and it was, oh, no, 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 six... I was just, I mean, I still am to this day. More, I'm, more tears, I'm at, right, Ron? More tears? More tears. Come on, give me another tear. <laughs> um, well, you could sell that uh, C200 and maybe get you that there. That ain't going to happen. But, um, <laughs> but no, and I'm, I'm trying to pay a genuine compliment and, and a truthful compliment that um, what I heard in those speakers is not something that I've ever experienced. That day, I think all of my audiophile friends thought I was completely crazy because on Facebook I said, like, Cost no object, forget price. These are like my favorite speakers. Like I just was, because it was just so much fun. I couldn't help but sit in that demo and smile because this was a brand new experience. And so hats off to you, gentlemen. Well, hats like off. like Michael wow. Greco said, they That's still awesome. have to charge you for the speakers, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so 6000 a pair for these bad boys. I mean, even... Even when we're done doing these shows, you know, we still stay back and listen to some of our own music and just explore things. It's one of those things where you can never just get enough. They, and they're just so much fun. I mean, it is. Like, they're fun. It's a new experience, and it's like every time you turn them on, and then when you go and start listening to some not SDA speakers, you kind of. That's what oh. happened. That's what happened to us, Ron. <laughs> we, we started checking out the other rooms. 
We're like, you just got oh. pulled. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna poke you in the ear. <laughs> can I can I throw one hardball question at you guys? I've been thinking oh. about. Is oh, it okay? Yes. Yeah, Probably not. Is. Do it. Thinking about the technology that you guys are doing, and thinking about ultimately this this um, correction, this this correction that you've made in the signal. I keep thinking about the studio, and I keep thinking about audio files that are curious of saying, I want to hear the original recording. Now, let me trek with me for a minute. As the engineer is mixing everything down in in the studio, I would think that they're not listening through SDA. They don't have SDA. So what would you say to the purists that would say SDA is not representative of the true signal? It can't be because the person mixing doesn't have SDA. So they're taking into consideration that crosstalk that is happening within the studio. <laughs> yeah, it's a great Scott, question. Do it. <laughs> it's a great question. Um, so one of the beauties of, of the way we implement this is we're really not adding anything to it, right? We're not adding any extra signal that's not already there. So we're really not changing the mix in any way. We're just kind of placing it in space a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And, um, I can also give you a bit of an anecdote. Uh, some of you folks know uh, Stu Lumsden. He's he's friends with um, the bass player and, and guy who does most of the mixing for a band called Snarky Puppy. And they were happened to be in Japan once when Stu was over in Japan visiting our Morantz brethren over there. And he dragged him into our listening room where we had a pair of L800s and played their music for him and said, you know, you mixed this stuff. What do you think? Is this what you were trying to do? And he loved it. He thought it was great. He's like, yeah, this is this is this sounds right. So it really doesn't alter the music. It just it just opens up the 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 stage that you you know didn't realize was there before. I think that's a fair answer. That's it. That's all I got. I don't know. I want I want a polk sub that's uh Gets down to like I don't know twelve twelve hertz is good yeah, twelve hertz with bucks. a power port twelve hertz is yeah good. me too power port so, yeah, you know it's funny we we talked a little bit about this uh, earlier and I went and and did a little bit more math so the the physics behind making bass is for every octave you go lower you have to uh, have four times the amount of excursion oh, that wow. you had before oh wow so. If you're going, uh, and uh, let me slice that a little bit finer for you. If you want to go from 25 hertz to 20 hertz, which is only a third of an octave, right. you have to still increase the excursion to stay the same SPL by 56%. Oh, wow. So if it takes me 10 millimeters to get whatever I'm getting out, I need 15.6 to get that. And then on top of that, one thing that I don't uh, think a lot of people consider is that um, the, I don't know if you know anything about equal loudness, but just to even hear a 20 hertz sine wave, it has to be, I think it's something like 75, 80 decibels mm. just to be even audible. Right. And so to make it loud enough to where it's actually going to sound like, hey, I got something going on down there. You're talking about pushing into the you know 80s, 90s, 100 and some odd yeah, a lot. dB. Very loud. It's yeah. a lot of volume displacement, and it is really tough 
to and make then, a subwoofer that can do that without it being gargantuan and having a lot of uh, power and throw right. and big woofers. That's what I was going to say. Huge amplifier. Yeah. You're going to need one of those big, techno, big techno series amplifiers, maybe. <laughs> from the dad brand yes i like it we're gonna, we're gonna there will be more polk subs in the future for sure yes uh, there will very good will. to hear there's a question right there for you bronson to, uh, i think it's gonna be one? ron's house right uh montgomeryville on the 13th uh no it's the 14th right that's next saturday yeah and i i kept this one extra long next saturday just for you on the spot uh -oh, right there. You see this? See Which this? one of these guys are going to do a review on the 206? None. None of them. What? I don't like any of these oh, guys. No. Ron's going to cry again. <laughs> I vote Ron. I, I, I think vote. Ron. I, I think you. Tears if, in a video, Ron. If somebody's going to do one of the first uh, L800 reviews, I think Ron, I think you deserve it. Yeah. You got the What's space that? for it. That's why. I want there you go. Bookshelves. You have the appropriate the setup for it. For you know, sure. two channel setup. 20 we'll be, by 16 room. Yeah. You can do it. Vaulted ceilings. Yeah. You really do have well, a, a nicely set up room. Mm -hmm. Put the pressure on him, guys. Put the pressure on him. Uh, I vote for like you. Right, I vote for you. Right at his face. Bron like Bronson right at Polk Audio. Yeah, Mark whoa, Urgent. Take it easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blocked. Delete. <laughs> Let's see. What um, else? Yeah. We'll, we'll work with some people on this one. Can you... you hear that answer? That was like a slick way of That's... saying, I don't know. We'll see. It ain't see what happens. We're gonna work with some no, people. Got, with some. You folks. guys know who to talk to. You guys know who to talk to. We'll uh, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Awesome. Lila. Okay. Scott well, Bronson, thank you for your time, gentlemen. We do appreciate oh. it. Yes. Of course. We do. We totally do. Anything else you guys want to shout out here? Um, where do where do we find out more about the the Polk Legend series? Yep. Where absolutely. do we find you on social media? Uh, yeah. So for website, go to polkaudio.com slash legend that'll give you all the information you need to know and you'll also be able to find out where your, the next uh, listening event is and if it's close to you um follow us on social media polk audio on instagram polk audio on facebook um if you guys have questions feel free to reach out through there and we'll get them and we'll respond back to you as soon as we can nice. uh, we want to make sure that this is an open line of communication you guys got questions we want to be here to help you guys you know that's who we say that's we're polk we're here to help you guys we want to make sure that you guys got the best setup and the best way that we can help you guys out, you know. So hit us up with anything you got. And that just that text just appeared out of nowhere. How would that even happen? Oh my you goodness! You guys are such pros. Next, next listening session at Ron's house, Arizona. Let's yes, do let's do it. Sounds well, good to me. I'll well, thank you guys for being on. on whiskey. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Ron, I'll be there over Christmas. All right, brother. I'll see you guys at CES. Hopefully. Yeah, come see us, CES. We're going to be in the Venetian. Not sure what rooms yet, but we will post it on our social media. So if you are there, feel free to stop by and uh, get a demo. We have a crazy home theater demo set up for you guys. If you I come to wait. CES, it's going to blow your socks off. Yeah. Literally. Well, sounds good, I'm man. Just... Yeah, man. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you guys again. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Michael Greco. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Later. Thanks a lot, guys. Take it easy. Ronson, Scott, thank you so much. Ron and Joe, I'll smell you later. <laughs> 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 <laughs>